When the first steam-powered locomotive rolled out of the British industrial smog, the railway was already ancient. Back in 650 BC in Greece, they had tracks made out of limestone and used horses to carry boats over the Isthmus of Corinth. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm tired. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. Uh, they left the back door open, so I'm Andy. Yeah, hey. and let the madness ensue. <laughs> Hi, guys, Mr. Andy Burke. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you say that now, baby. Yeah, I, I just want to make that clear up front before we all deteriorate into gobbly talk or something. Before you're gonna eat your words in about five minutes, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, what is that um, disclaimer that they always put on? You know, this is not financial advice, and um, I'm just a guy on the internet, something like that. Yeah. Well, Actually, we stole, we, we yeah, stole we, your sentence. Absolutely. We did. <laughs> You're listening of your own free will. <laughs> and I'm it might not be more useful than just now. Yeah. I am proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So, Andy, yeah. how, how's your week been? You know, it's been good. I'm uh, I'm trying like mad to, you know, sometimes we get projects that um, they you just, they're a struggle all the way. And I'm I've got a couple of little church pieces that have you know an icon in them and candles and all sorts of weird stuff. And I just I hate the type of wood I'm working with. I hate the design. I there's nothing about it that I like. So I'm trying to just you know. Sometimes you have really long goals and sometimes they're only like, I, I just want to keep going till noon, you know, that type of thing. And then yeah. afternoon you reset and go, okay, just a few more hours and just try to keep moving. Uh, sorry, we should probably do this proper-ish. Maybe, maybe you could actually tell people who you are. <laughs> uh, like, like anyone doesn't know. Because, I, I mean, I have at least one friend who listened to this who doesn't know. Okay. So for for us, Mr. Fred, <laughs> well, I feel like I know your your mom and dad and brother. So um, we're uh, after your hiking video. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Andy Berkey. Um, I'm the adult in the room, apparently by age only. So you say. Um, so you say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been a professional maker, carpenter for. 35 years ish and um i make weird uh church a lot of weird church stuff or mainly gothic uh neo-gothic stuff um here, which is basically in the states is replicating what you guys walk by every day in europe so um so i do a lot of that and you know uh, some days i make art and some days i make rent so <laughs> that's a good way of putting it yeah. <laughs> it really is you know when you're doing it for a living you you know there's some days when you just got to slog through and and um you know you have those days to just get you know get stuff out the door and then other days you you can't uh believe that people pay you to do what you do <laughs> yeah some people some people are even bigger fools than us yeah, it's true. Let's but so. I have to say though, you sort of forgot the word "fantastic" into the whole thing of what you make because you do some really amazing things. Yeah, I cheat a lot. 
I mean, I really we know. cheat a lot. But you cheat really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thanks very much. It's um, I've been given a very good blueprint uh, in my making uh, that's 600 years old or so. And um, I spend a lot of time with a magnifying glass and historic photos. And um, so it's, I'm really, I, I am really blessed to have that kind of, for my headspace to have that kind of direction and kind of design a place where my designs can, can jump off from, from a historical sense. And to me, it's, it's fun because it, you get kind of connected to, those cats that came came a long time ago and, and worked out a lot of the hard math. It's a lot easier when you're replicating hard math, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, sort of, and just in a second, Brad, yeah. I, just anyone who are curious about what Berkey is doing on a regular basis, just and want some context for what he's talking about, look at his Instagram. Uh, Andy Berkey, just one yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Instagram. Uh, because it's a lot of different things, including the photography. <laughs> yeah. And it's all really wonderful to look at. Thank you very much. It's, um, you know, the, the photography is very much a medit- meditation for me, to be honest. It's, um, it's me forcing myself to see things differently and um, more study- studiously mm-hmm. than other people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and more than myself yesterday. So that's not that I'm competing with anybody, but, um, you know, that to me is just, a you lo- you can lose yourself pretty easily. And I need that in my own head. <laughs> Which is good. Which is good. Losing yourself is, is absolutely fantastic when you are doing something you love. Erasmus um, uh, said that you are a fantastic maker and you are doing a lot of uh, church work and replicating stuff and repairs and, and, and building and stuff. But that's not on, only uh, that. Uh, I, I know you a little bit because, um, and that's something I absolutely want to say in public, you were the first person in the maker community to uh, chat with me when I was pretty new in the maker community. Uh, I, I believe I contacted you because you were doing at the time um, podcasts called Faking It, which was yep. absolutely fantastic. And I'm, I, I'm, I still listen to it, although it's been, it's been four or five years uh, since you stopped so. doing yeah. it. Um, but I, I, it's still in my computer, it's still in my, in my phone, and I, I still listen to it from, from time to time, and it's absolutely wow. fantastic. Um, and, and during one episode, you said one time that... Um, we are makers or something close to that. Uh, and, and so I contacted you, said something stupid and you, the first thing that you, you said me is you're wrong or I have to disagree with you or something like that. I was like, whoa, whoa it's, not, <laughs> it's not starting well. And then, you explain, <laughs> and then you, and then you explain that, that, yeah, I was mistaken because I, I, I was not considering myself as a maker, although I was making a lot of stuff and, and we, and we kept on chatting and now you're the official American uncle of my son, which I'm super proud of. Uh, um, and and you make um, such a, a big impression in the maker community, not only by, by what you do, not only by the picture that you're posting and the state of mind that you are uh, preaching, uh, which is absolutely uh, uh, on point uh, for the maker, any maker, I believe, but you also do a lot of cooking, which is great, and you are 
I believe, competing with uh, Franco Noche. Um, but that's not that's not where I'm <laughs> going. That's not oh. where I'm going. I'm going to the point that before being a maker, before doing um, what you do now uh, for a living, you had a fantastic life. You traveled the world. You were a pirate in the Caribbean. Uh, you were all kind of stuff. Can you just have a, give us a quick, quick version of of everything that you you uh, lived in the past before setting down? Oy, oy, oy. Okay, strap. You, you have thirty seconds. You guys got your helmets on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strapped in. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy. Let's see. Um, you know, uh, I grew up in a, a preacher's house, um, and by the time I was out of, um, you know, high school, what, what we call high school, um, I was... We call that high school, too. Yeah. Do you call it high school? <laughs> All right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, when you put a bottle rocket um, um, fireworks mm-hmm. down... And then you, you're you're holding it very close with a match. Yeah. As soon as they said you can leave, that match was lit, and I was very very gone. Mm. <laughs> I needed to put some space between myself and my upbringing, even though, um, you know, I loved my folks. Mm. It was very you know locked down, and you know you know how it is when <clears throat> when something's under pressure and then it releases, it goes crazy for a while, right? Yeah. And um, so, still yeah, going crazy. I, yeah, it's, true. <laughs> it's a pretty viable. Yeah, that's yeah. OK, solid point. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I ended up in finding a school in Europe that I could live in their dormitory. Um, and uh, so on the southern border of Germany on the Bodensee, um, I oh, spent nice. six, six months there mm-hmm. and um you know, did, did a lot of fun stuff that wasn't related to school at all. And then, um, and then I legal ended up or illegal. And then I spent another, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I didn't get caught. <laughs> yeah. It's only illegal. No, we, did, we, we did some, you know, it was back in the days when you had rail passes and, and all that. And, and you could, you know, we would go to, to, you know, pick a destination and then use that, make sure that we were on a warm train all across Europe if we wanted to go somewhere and then come back, you know, without having to. Oh, and the location is perfect for that. Like if you're down at Lake Constance, depending on where you are, you're in Switzerland within like an hour, you can go over or maybe towards Austria, like it's Bavaria. It's, it's really nice down there. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you can't ask for a more central location. So we did a lot of traveling and uh, just kept it, you know, super, super low budget. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a 17-year-old kid that's kind of been locked up, um, man, you know, it was an amazing uh, to be responsible for yourself and to use your wits um, as one of the things that kept you, you know, safe and and <laughs> not hungry and all of that stuff. It was just an amazing education. And I, I felt like, especially back in the day, that a lot of most Americans did not do that. Whereas I felt like, you know, you'd get on a train on a Friday afternoon, you know, and there'd be groups of, you know, 
junior high kids all going with no supervision or anything. They'd just be going somewhere. And, you know, I felt like it was a, such a cool thing for me to experience that, you know, you, you just, you got to go uh, experience different, not only different places, but, you know, getting there, that, you know, the proverbial thing that they say that the journey is the destination. It really is. It's, um, you know, just learn so much. And, you know, we ended up one of the crazy, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, I but I haven't heard any of this before. So really, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, one time we decided to uh, go to Greece. Okay. No problem. Well, at that time it was still Yugoslavia uh, to, that you had to go through the uh, uh, oh, let's see, where was it? Somewhere in Italy that we left from. But um, in the, in the middle of the night, these guys with big black leather coats come on and say, you know, your papers. Okay. So you hand over your, your passport and stuff. Well, this guy gets, he leaves. With your papers? With my passport. Yeah. Gone. Oh shit. And, and then my buddy who I'm traveling with <laughs> says, Hey, look, and look out the window and they're in a car, a black, like Russian car and they're leaving. That's not good. That's not good. And, oh. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> borders were pretty messed up back then. And um, so we're, of course, right going right along the, that's the Aegean Sea right there, isn't it? The Aegean Sea? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the Aegean. so. Not if sure. not, that's not the other side of Greece, but one of those. It's yeah. on the west side, the Italian side of, of that's the one, Yugoslavia. Yeah. Okay, okay. Aegean Sea, yeah. So we're, we're crawling right along the coast on this steam locomotive and we're like, okay, wait, you know, if we don't have paperwork and we're technically behind the iron curtain at this point, <laughs> you know, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. So we said, okay, look, um, starting to get daylight, these guys aren't in sight. And so we decided, I guess tonight we have to jump off and try to swim for a fishing boat or something. And I don't know. I mean, all I knew is that Italy was that way and I needed to <laughs> get there. <laughs> and I'll be danged if um, another like, 12 hours later or so, those guys re-met the, the train, you know, had to be 100, 150 miles away and gave us our paperwork back. And Wow. You know, it was a, it was a scary thing, but yeah, yeah, they probably it, were just making some safety copies. <laughs> yeah, God only knows where those copies are today. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'm not going to the Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, for a 17 year old kid, 18 year old kid to, to be making those kind of decisions of, okay, you know, here's the problem, and it's a sticky, it's a sticky one. Uh, here's here's there is no right choice um so what's the best worst choice well that yeah. in our opinion was jumping off a moving train and trying to swim for italy nice but i can't um, i can't wait for the movie to be out because i really <laughs> want to see that yeah, i'm a real jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah <you laughs> that the reason i i ask you to talk about uh that a little bit is is uh because of the today's topic so it could be a no some segue but 
Rasmus and Jan still didn't talk about their week. So uh, oh, we're neither did you. No, neither did I. But yeah. Um, uh, so we're gonna wait a little bit about, about the segue for, for the segue. Um, but I can't. I can't. Um, prevent myself of thinking that everything that you lived in the past in your youth and before you settled down uh, in Illinois um, helped you being to be the maker that you are today. Uh, this, the story that you've told us, um, you are in a bad situation and you have to find an, a solution or something to just be out of the problem um, is for me something that has to do with the, the problem solving that you are so good at. Uh, and, and all the inspiration that you have in your work and in your personal life, the way you see the world and you see the, uh, you talk to people, you interact with people, the picture that you take. Um, yeah, your, the, the way you see life, uh, I, I believe is deeply, um, has, has been shaped by, by your past, your adventure and, 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 some weird story that I always have pleasure to listen to when I'm listening to you in a podcast. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. What, what, what was the saying? You either die or live long enough to see yourself become a maker. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you start dying. <laughs> no, I think it's absolutely true though, because um, it really is the magical part of what we do in our is the problem solving. And mm -hmm to be able to have that shaped on a pretty visceral level, uh, you know, almost like a fight or flight type of level early on. Mm. Um, and I got to say, you know, a lot of the, the things that I did, they were intentional. They were to get into weird positions, into weird I'm situations. I'm sure of that. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, I think it, I don't believe that, you know, you go to work, potentially, you know, say you're a guy that, that, that goes to work and makes a, a living for his family. I totally appreciate that. And then comes home and makes something. I don't believe that. I believe that we are, it's part of a being this species, the species we call maker. Yeah. It's, it's a holistic thing that um, it, it's part of the wiring, right? It, yeah, it's, yeah. um, And I, I guess all I want people to do is to kind of turn into that and, and really like, um, you know, grab that and, and embrace it and make it. I mean, that was the cool thing about when the maker community became the maker community in my world is like it was finally a place that people understood that. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, 98 percent of people out there, if they need something, they go to the nearest store and buy it. And that's cool. I totally, I'm cool with that. But there are those of us who are like, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and to <clears throat> hold something, um, Rasmus made me a pizza peel. Let's, this is a perfect example, mm -hmm. which I need to get you those pictures. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So he made me this <clears throat> pizza peel. Well, I've just been doing deep dives into wood fired pizza in my world, Rasmus is part of that process now that because his peel is part of my world and it, hence it becomes part of, it, it reshapes how I make pizzas, right? Because mm. it's different. It, it has a, 
it's super thin and is it is it steel instead of aluminum it is steel right yeah, yeah no it's stainless that's stainless so so it it, it it's it just slides into the pizza super nice and every time i slide under a pizza <laughs> it's like <laughs> rasmus is there going nice work bro you know <laughs> and that's to me, that's cool. that's the beautiful thing yeah i need that's to make great. more of those i think i i made <clears throat> one for myself and then i made one for you and i think i made one for one of my sisters and that's it i, I have materials for another 10 that i just never got around to them <laughs> So if you are in need of a pizza appeal, contact Rasmus at <laughs> Rasmus Lewin. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He'll find me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we get through our weeks before we get Oh yeah, that's like, gonna be easy. Com completely backwards again, like yeah, we did sure. together. <laughs> sure, I start I did some gardening. Um I hurt my neck. I got a massage today. I'm all fine now. That was my <laughs> week. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty magical week to me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially ending with that, um, with that um, like one hour Thai massage I got today, which just saved my life. But I halfway asleep now because I'm so freaking relaxed. <laughs> yeah, wait, it's it's a it's a Thai massage or it's a Thai massage? No, it's it's a regular Thai massage. Okay. Like oh. they basically rip you apart and put you back together. Yeah. Not all the parts are in the same place. <laughs> um, I think they finally are back in the right place, at least. Not the same place they were before, but now they're in the right place. <laughs> how, did, how did you hurt yeah. your neck? Gardening? Uh, I have a disc prolapse. So, um, oh, with yeah. my, um, like in my neck. So, you it's, stop it's just, that. yeah, I know. I, I wish I could, but that stuff is just not going away. So, uh, it, it I mean, it gets worse and then it gets better. So it just happens once in a while. And I didn't have any issues, real issues for multiple months, but it just started acting up a couple of days ago. Uh, so it's okay if I get looked at it like fast enough. Cool. That's good, at least. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Red. Red. My week? week. Yeah. Uh, since the last time we recorded this show, we signed for the apartment, so we are now the proud and in the depth owners of an apartment, uh, which is great and weird. I, I, we still don't realize. Um, so the week started with that, um, and then we went to my in-laws for a few days because it's been a long time since uh, we went there. So it was four or five days in southern France, uh, in the sun with a lot of wind just <clears throat> resting and and eating good stuff and being with friends which was also a long time since uh last time i did that we see we saw some friends spend the day at the house uh just chatting and 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 eating good stuff <laughs> again so it was pretty nice uh came back uh yesterday and today we spent the day uh, at the apartment doing small repairs so it's finally started Went to the shop to buy paint and supplies and all the things that we need to to crush it, as 
Andy would say. Uh, so we're working in, on it. Uh, it's going to take a few days before everything is done uh, because of the drying time of all the products that we have to... Uh, I had to plug a few holes uh, in the walls. Um, not sure it's that the correct term, but anyway. Um, we did that. It has to dry it so we can then sand it and paint paint it. Um, so yeah, it, it's gonna. We are, we're going to do that during the next few days and then we'll be able to move in and it's been it's been it's been a long process but it's finally con- coming to an end uh and that that's that's great that's good we're happy we're tired but but we are excited so fantastic i'm, I'm really yeah. concerned because you didn't um at all mention your car <laughs> my car went so fine we, it, it, we, we took it to go to my in-laws uh, it was 400 kilometers uh, oh, wow. and, uh, one way so 800 uh, going and, and coming back uh, and the car was fine it was fast it was quiet it was running perfectly and I was so proud of being like move now I can go fast on a car that I repaired myself. And that was cool. So you just didn't <laughs> find the mistake yet? Not yet. I'm sure it's going to bloom into my face one day, but, but I, I hope it will wait till the moving is done. Hopefully. We'll see. No, actually, the funny, funny thing is that when I was in my in-laws, I quickly met my brother because I had to hand him over a camera that I'm not using. So we met on a parking lot uh, just so I could give him uh, the camera. And his car was broken. So now he has to fix his car, which is also a French car. So don't buy a French car, guys. <laughs> buy any, Too any... late. Sorry. <laughs> I told you, you should yeah. change. So yeah, that's my week. Uh, it's, been, it's been a good week. Mas, what about you? I had a good week. Oh. I've, I, I finally got out dancing for the whole nice. weekend. The whole weekend? And, and Yeah, and my feet are still hurting. Uh, oh. My uh, first proper West Coast swing event, mm-hmm. that was this weekend. And I mean, it's not big. Uh, it wasn't big. And it was is definitely not big in a sort of the European sense, because I think we might have been maybe 50 or 60 people at the most that's a lot of that that is a lot of people in current times yeah it is for current times but when it comes to west coast events i think like uh the last the previous other event i've been to was like four five hundred people wow yeah in stockholm all dancing together at the same time pretty much yeah wow Wow. that's that's a big big event yeah yeah uh but of course this this was really fun because i show up on friday and they have they are missing a lot of followers and they do all just look at me when I come in and it's like, can you follow? And I was like, sort sort of. So I spent the first three hours on Friday just following, uh, playing Dancing West Coast as a follower instead of a leader, which I normally do. So just to be clear, the, the follower is usually the the female dancer. That's yeah. right. The woman. Yeah. Okay. So so the all the, the steps are completely different than what you used to do or, or what yeah, you do yeah. when you are the leader. They they are mirrored, so yeah, okay. you like use the exact opposite leg for everything. Uh, okay. But as sort of as soon as you sort of crack that code, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did take me a while to get into it. Yeah, sure. Breaks <laughs> the habit. 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I, I've been following for a little bit because I did another course, like before Corona times, where uh, I showed up and they were also missing a followers. So I was like, okay, I can I can play these basic bits as because I I know all the turns. I don't, wouldn't get anything sort of new out of this course anyway. So I can just as well do it as a follower just to get something new and get some more input on it. Uh, and then of course we had some instructors coming in for Poland who is like ridiculously funny uh, and also ridiculously good. So they were they, like, they, they, he was like so in into the system of speaking Polish when he's instructing. So he, he basically just started teaching us random Polish words in the middle of the instruction. Like, okay, you all oh, need to turn hilarious. to the door. And that's the door was in Polish and the window is in Polish. And <laughs> that's, that's how the language spread, by the way. It's the same thing when it happened to me in the US when I used to live in Connecticut, New Britain. I mean, the nickname was Nubritsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was working with those guys on the, on the uh, machine floor, like checking out machines. And um, it was mainly polish what they spoke with a little bit of german mixed in and maybe some american mm. May, maybe some english just <laughs> just maybe it was hilarious oh yeah you end up with this weird amalgamation of words and sentences that sort of everyone who's inside of this bubble understand it more or less completely but then you stand on the outside and it's like what the hell is going on in yes, there but they're all fluent in sarcasm so it's oh, just yeah. <laughs> just by the the body language and, and the, the sarcasm they have you exactly know what they're talking about at the moment and if yeah. you hear the snickering of the other workers you know they were just like making fun of you or someone else so it's, it's hilarious it was good times but yeah I, probably the first year in the u.s i learned more polish than actual english <laughs> <laughs> Languages are just weird, but anyway, yeah. uh, I, I think I ended up dancing like nearly 20 kilometers or something over the Ooh. course of the weekend. That's and nice. then of course it's winter vacation sort of now here in Oslo. So the West Coast swing uh, has a break. So me being sensible, I then traveled back out to where I used to live and I went swing dancing there instead. Oh. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, it it's like, how excited are you that you just have to get out of the door and basically walk to wherever you want to? go dancing and that second you tell me it's like oh no i just drove back two hours the other way because i wanted to no 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 no. It's a, uh, this is just a half an hour but oh just half an hour oh yeah then yeah. then it's fine <laughs> and, and the reason of course is pretty obvious uh it, it's girls oh yeah sure that, that's that's a good reason empires have been built on less <laughs> true that yep, you're right Oh, but today, sort of a small last shout out. Uh, my it's my brother's birthday. He has survived oh. the twenty seven club and is now twenty eight. Yeah, and happy birthday! Happy yeah. birthday! Well, he, he, I don't story. think he listens to it. So we can call him names, but uh, <laughs> I so thought he looked say- really weak in that video. Um, <laughs> it seemed like he was always behind. <laughs> no, that's, okay. So, so funny enough, that's my youngest brother from the hiking oh. video. Uh, and and he like honestly he uh, I mean he looks really good without a shirt on that's that's one thing that's really annoying about him. The other is that he he had um, some neurological problem with his arms after working out too much, so he's been living a chronic pain in his arms for the last three years or something. Oh, to, like yeah. So like I think over the last maybe six months, maybe the last year, he's sort of been able to comfortably watch his own here. Wow. Yeah. Morality, don't work out. <laughs> that, that's what you're saying, right? 
well, maybe just don't overdo it that much. Yeah, okay. But yeah, um, I mean, this was extreme. He was might have had some underlying condition that was uh, aggravated by this all of other things. But that's neither here nor there. Like, he his legs works and his mind is annoyingly good. Uh, <laughs> it's just his arms that hasn't been working for a couple of last couple what, of years. Who needs arms? Well, he, the funny thing was he was he was actually like uh, going to school to be a carpenter. Oh shit! And then like it, he lost his arms. He he, he got handicapped and uh, he ended up studying Chinese. Good. So, I could have chosen Japanese though, but yeah. Good. But I mean, there was a lot more fun going on with the coronavirus in China at the time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and or, it's, I mean, I mean it's he, an, he came back a week before it actually hit Norway. And, so, and I mean, it's the logical next thing wow. to do. If carpentry doesn't work out, you learn Chinese. I mean, <laughs> next thing, like, that's just that's like the Jesus next did. Come on, yeah. <laughs> that's my backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah, can't hold a plane. Ah, how about some Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think not making sense runs in this family. Uh, you haven't met my dad. Think, I'm, I'll share you. It, it all comes from him. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Dad and yeah, divers, diversity and and a lot of uh, different skills and knowledge in the family. So that's great. <laughs> like that. And now we can sort of stitch that old, good old segue we had back into the conversation. And okay, do it. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forgot. Well, I, I'm older. I, I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I think I think you had this one read. No, I, I'm waiting for you to do it. You're you're the Segway guy. I don't know. I'm the Segway guy. Come on. I yeah. You're, 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 no, you. Uh, okay. So what was the topic? It's Inspir- a, inspirational something something. To, yeah. Today is a weird episode. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening to this. Uh, inspiration <laughs> and its sauces. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> what sauces? What, 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 what are we doing with sauces? We don't need no, sauces. No, sausages. Oh, sausages. sausages. Okay, okay. Yeah. Inspiration Ooh, nice. and sausages. Yeah, that's right. That that's it. <laughs> Andy, you see what you're doing to us? <laughs> yes, I do. It happens. Okay. Yeah. It I can also happens. see you're enjoying yourself, but that's good. I'm just sitting that. here, and it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> True osmosis, I think that's it. But uh, no, I believe the 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 subject, the, the theme, the topic of the episode was uh, inspiration and where to find them. And and it was obvious for us when we decided to to talk about this topic um, today because you were the guest um, that you are um, an amazing maker and 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 what you do uh, is um, sometimes incredibly complex. You've uh, you, you've shown us uh, on the Instagram uh, all the math that you have to do to get the arch right and and do everything that you need to be correctly. Um, but um, in, your inspiration in life and in your work is not limited to the church stuff, uh, and and that that's why I asked you a little bit uh, earlier in the podcast to talk about your travels and your previous lives, um, because I really think it shapes what you are now and the, the way you see the world, uh, and and what in inspires you to do what you do and not only in your work but in your also in your personal life um so that that that's something i was curious about how um your life your past your friends 
uh, or all new influences like I don't know movies or music. Um, I know you are big in in music. I mean, big fan of music. You listen to all different of genre, even reggae and 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 ska and and a lot of. Di- <clears throat> some music style that wouldn't make sense to put them together uh, on a playlist for regular people and you're listening to all of them. Um, that, that's a weird, say, weird way to say that you enjoy every kind of music, but yeah, I'm tired, so don't judge me. Um, the, the, the question was uh, how, what, what influences your work when you are free to do whatever you want to do because you are, when you are working for a church, Obviously, you have some uh, guidelines to follow and to some expectation to to match. But when you are working for you or for your friends, or when you are cooking, or when you are doing whatever, uh, what inspires you, and 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 in what measure the inspiration um, shape your work? That that was the idea idea behind behind the topic, I believe. Boy. You know, it, it's funny because I don't know that we know the answer to that. Hopefully we don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Because that, to me, instead of, for me, I think instead of trying to figure out um, what inspires me, I want to figure out how I can fit into my inspiration. Like turn it on its head, right? So mm-hmm. to me, in any given situation... Um, I want to be seeing and being inspired by things that almost everybody else is missing because it's there. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I live, I live in a place that most people, you know, just, they don't, it's not a sexy place to live as far as. um, You mean the U S as a whole? Where where I live in the U.S., it's it's oh, in the middle okay. of cornfields. Okay, sorry. There's it's flat and 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 I remember one time talking to a guy who had a way nice camera, but he was thinking of selling it because um, he just couldn't find anything to take pictures of around here. Wow, that's weird. And I remember thinking, yeah, you should sell the camera then because. Um, yeah. somebody else could use it right yeah. um because to me you're only you're only limited by the levels of perception that you can get your head into so in other words there's always something there whether you're it's it's a sensory deal trying to amp up so i guess if i'm to be totally honest sensory input is my inspiration and i don't care which which um sensory unit i'm using um i mean cooking to me is this cool thing of especially you know you're you're utilizing tooling um you're smelling it you're listening to you know the sizzling of what's happening you you know you're measuring it's this really intense you know you're feeling if if things are done you know all that stuff Yep. To me, that's that's one of the, the coolest. The heat coming um, from the pan, the smell of something when it's burning. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know you can you can you know when it's caramelized, right? Yeah. Not without looking at it or feeling it or touching it, you smell it. 
it's 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 changing and to me that's the really trippy part and and the thing that quite honestly i can't really talk to anybody about except for you cats you know because you get it you understand that there's this it's just like if i'm in the right space i'm almost on this knife edge of being of tripping too hard on <laughs> on so much information coming in um and that's when I know I'm I'm in a good spot because it's it's not that you're out there, you know, it's it, to me, I always hated being called an artist because, you know, artists are out there hoping that they get inspired to make something. Yeah. No, you know, you go make something and then the inspiration <laughs> figures you out. You know, yeah. it's. Um, I, I have to agree there. I, I feel like if if you're doing something. Or if you want something seriously enough, you will just start doing it and you'll figure out what you're doing afterwards. Yeah. Whether that is like, if you just want to take pictures, like you don't need a plan to take pictures. You'll just grab your camera and you will just see what you can take, what is around you, mm-hmm. either inside of your apartment, if you're isolated or outside, if you can go outside. Yeah. And then you'll it's, just see what happens. Yes, it's kind of i believe it's um it it really is a mindset and i like that you guys are using the camera as an example for it because this is kind of how i this is where i in the beginning took my inspiration from um just shortly going into that a good friend of mine she is a photographer freelance photographer and i just started hobby like making pictures as a hobby a little bit outside and she took me, they had a dog, and so she took me um, on a walk with her and the dog, and we just took our cameras with us. And we got the vineyards and everything in those old churches and all of that inside. And she would just randomly stop making pictures. And I'm like, why is she making a picture out of that? And I would see the picture afterwards, and I'm like, wow, you have an eye for that. And she's like, yeah, but it's something you learn. If you look for something like that, you like, at, how did she say it? At one point, you're going to get the eyes of a photographer and you're going to see the world. You're never going to see the world the same way again. And it Absolutely. took me about a year walking with the camera till it finally clicked. And ever since then, I walk around and even when I'm not walking with a camera and I do barely shoot pictures with a real camera, but I do shoot, shoot pictures with my phone now. It's just walking around and suddenly you see something and it's a structure or it's an iron fence or just something that catches your eye and it just like instantly, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I need to make a picture. That angle would look cool. Or I would like move around a little bit here. And it's the same, I believe, with making. It's like once you start it and when you like once it is sparked that you want to create something and you basically, you can walk through a city and suddenly you see an old wooden door being it from a church or just another old building. And you see it with different eyes that somebody who would maybe see the door, but not understand like what kind of work goes behind it to manufacture something like that or to build something like that. But it, it, it's, it's, I just had it, this thought coming now that it's also a really weird thing of you just go for a walk and you suddenly stop and see that, oh, if I lay down on the ground here and take a picture upwards, that'll be really cool. Yeah, exactly. But you don't see you don't see that when you're walking. You don't see what the picture is going to be when you're walking. You just suddenly have this flash of thinking, "Oh, this completely opposite viewpoint 
that's mm-hmm. gonna be cool. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. Or do you walk around and you see see that church and you walk past it like two hundred times? But that day it rained and you look down and you see just that puddle of water and the church reflecting in it. Yeah. And it's just like wow, I've never seen it like from that angle, and you just shoot it down. And I love that when in the first moment, there's there's been that period of time where I was just waiting for it to rain so I can make pictures of puddle of rain and stuff reflecting in it because it was just a new perspective on something I've seen in the city like a hundred times. And I would love the first time, especially if it's so clear that you don't realize that it's actually a reflection. It's like, why is he making that picture upside down? And then you realize, Oh no, there's concrete. Oh no, that that's actually water. Like that, those different steps that come afterwards. It's just ton of fun. It's very interesting because it almost takes this. Okay, so you're you're, you're walking down the street and you have your vision out here mm-hmm. and your perception, right? So you're trying to suck in as much of what you can see and perceive as you can. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find that reflection or that shadow or that, and then you go into hyper focus, right? Yeah. So then nothing else is in your world uh, where you were, you know, trying to see everything at all. Now you only see uh, a dewdrop or a reflection in a mud puddle. True. And you realize that, man, th- there's, there is so much out there. <laughs> yeah. that, um, and this applies so directly in my world. Um, I was taught by a designer to walk into say a church has contacted you to do something for them. <clears throat> Where it all starts is walking into the room and seeing everything that's in the room and every shape, every, I mean, with Gothic stuff, you know, it's, it's all repeating shapes. And the more you study it, the more you realize that, that these are just deformed shapes, but they're the same shape. It, over and over it's and over. a lot of gold ratios and fibonacci sequences and right. all of that isn't it yeah it's all it's all there and um you know it's all done with dividers and compasses and, mm. and um, I, I just wanted to say those words so people can think that I <laughs> mr smart points <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you go with that one because thank you thank you and that, and, that, and that coming from the Norwegian guy, I thought you guys were more like in the burning down of churches business than the other way around. No, no. We, well, the problem is like we have wood churches. They burn too easily. It's not a challenge. It's the European stone mm. churches that's really difficult to burn. So, so, it's, so like, it was your blacksmith business idea. It's like, look how easy that burns down. Let me make one with more steel in it. <laughs> For example? <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is not going good places right now. <laughs> I should probably look up the statute of limitation or some things, and then we have to hold this episode for a little while. Yes. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> this seven years straight up to the day. Not okay, that cool. I know. Cool. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the same in Norway, but I'll, I'll, that's a good ballpark. You should know that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, please, please go on. Uh, no, I, I, I love that. You know, the, the weird thing about it is that um, both of those things, if you're walking around with normal people, um, what are they called in Harry Potter? <laughs> Muggles. Muggles. Yeah. Muggles. <laughs> and they disassociate you from w- 
whatever headspace you're in right there that we were just talking about, both yeah. of those are removed because, you, you know, the world is happening for most people in this narrow range. And I, I, I always want to try to figure out what's outside of that range because especially um, it feels like that, that range is being manipulated more and more by money and politics and what's, what's beyond that. You know what I mean? Is that something natural for you or do you have to make an effort to try to find this uh, side way, side, side path that nobody else knows or uh, want to explore? No, for me, it's, it's a natural um, reflex now. It's, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I was just trying to think as you were finishing that, I think it's a learned thing though I, yeah. i really like like your friend was saying uh what does she call it the the eye of the photographer yeah mm -hmm. um i i think that is i think there's some natural wiring a predisposition you know uh, you lean that way but then if you if you push it the more and more uh, i think which is you know your past and Absolutely. and how far you you push it The, I, and the other I'm, thing, just to throw in there, mm -hmm. the one thing I believe now is the longer I've been well, a maker, the more I make stuff and the more I look for it, yeah, yes, it's trained in the beginning. I feel it more and more hard to switch that off. Absolutely. It's just like the opposite. It's more difficult to <laughs> just go in there and your friends, your muggle friends, not being annoyed of you just running off and looking at architecture or tech stuff just like <laughs> completely being lost in your own world it's just like oh look at that it's like yes it's been here yesterday too and the day before and what <laughs> yeah i can yeah. i can hear my friends nodding at me when you say that uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i i have a slight feeling that that sort of to stick with the harry potter metaphor that ability to see the magic in the world and the simplicity of things Yeah. I think everyone has that, but I think a lot of people lose it while yeah. growing up or pretending to grow up, maybe. Uh, and some some people like Jan now is, I think, more re rediscovering that magic of things. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't true. think I ever lost it. I think I've always been that weird one that will go to a museum and lay down <laughs> on the floor and look underneath the furniture to see how it's put together. And like... When, when me and a couple of the lads, I, uh, old friends of mine, we, we went, we traveled a bit together. And I'm always the one who will just disappear from the group because, oh, I need to take a picture of like these brackets or this iron gate somewhere. And they will just wander off. And then like a couple of blocks afterwards, they see me running up after them. And I was like, and they wonder what the hell did happen? What, what did you do? I was like, well, there, there was a thing. And they go, fucking again. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want to ask you guys a question. So this happens to me, and I want to know if, if on the flip side of this coin, if this happens to you, um, I have a very high um, awareness of when um, situations, um, theme parks, Las Vegas, some restaurants here in the States, they are engineered to confuse and, and be hyper uh, act, active and sort of like, yes, yeah, like trying to hype you up. Mm -hmm. um, 
I am so completely uncomfortable in those places that um, it's almost like, um, I don't know. I I don't even know how to describe it, but I hate those places because it'll make you physically uncomfortable. Sensory overload or something like that? Well, it feels like I'm being, it doesn't feel like, I know I'm being, someone's trying to manipulate my attention. Okay. Mm. And when you're already at, hopefully a higher level of being attentive Mm -hmm. then it does get to be an overload and the thing that makes me um not like it is i can tell that they're doing it for a reason yeah right Mm -hmm. it's uh, like a sports bar where 20 tvs are running at the same time um completely like why do people go to a place to socialize when there's 20 tvs and everybody's just staring at the tvs um yeah yeah, I, I, when I used to live in the U.S., this is something this is not common in Europe, but it gets more and more common. It's just those TV screens, LCD screens everywhere, displaying information, grabbing your attention. Uh, that was a typical American thing when I used to live over there. I mean, it's been over 10 years now, but something I never feel comfortable with. The same with people having a TV in their kitchen, being at breakfast and already the TV is running. I find that absolutely distracting and I hate it. Like this is, it it, it kind of aggravates me when I get up in the morning. I'm at that point, maybe it's just because I'm getting old. I don't even like it when a radio is running while I'm making my coffee. I want that peace and quiet. I want to hear the water boil. I want to hear when I pour the coffee, I want to smell the coffee coming up. Like I want nothing distracting me from that moment. Do Do you hear the difference between hot and cold water running? Uh, well, I mean, the, the boiling water from the, the, the water cooker, yeah, I can hear that. No, you can, you can hear, yeah, no, you can hear it boiling, but if you have two jars or two mm-hmm. jugs, one with hot water, one with cold water, do you hear the difference? Yes. I've never tried. Try that. Yes. Try Dang that. it. Now I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> and I, I mean, it, it, it's a... It's really a it, yeah, it is a distinct difference between, like, especially boiling, like, recently boiled water, like 90 degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm hundreds of Fahrenheit it is, and uh, cold water. Uh, and like there is a scientific explanation behind it because like really hot water is less sticky because it's about to evaporate. Of course. Wow. But you can hear the difference. I got to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to check that out tomorrow morning. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I can wait to like just the next time my wife is just boiling some water for her tea and it's like, nope, boil it a little bit longer, not hot enough. I, I can hear it. It's not hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that second she thinks I completely lost my mind. She's like probably. Yeah. Oh, she's just gonna answer one want to want me to pour some over you to <laughs> just yeah. Can I smell that water? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to answer your question, uh, Andy, to answer your question, um, I'm I'm not um, uncomfortable in that kind of places like like Disneyland or whatever uh, a theme park with um, um, decor specifically made to uh, stimulate my sensory. Um, Whatever it is, I mean, when you go to those places, a lot of colors, a lot of music, a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, action everywhere you watch because that's what you basically want when you're going to those places you want to show. Um, I'm not 
uncomfortable probably because I'm used to um, noisy places, but like not in in a bad way. Like people are remaking the road next to your house and it's this jackhammer noise all day long. That's noisy. That's super annoying. So that I can't do. I can't deal with that. But um, places like um, a really busy town, busy town with cars and music and restaurants and and whatever it is, um, I'm used to that. I've, I've, I've been living in a place super noisy. So I, I guess my brain kind of gets used to that. So when I'm going to those places, um, it's on purpose. I'm, I'm attracted to that kind of uh, overload feeling because that's something I'm, I'm, I'm searching I, i'm researching and i'm i'm willing to take in all this stimuli um that day but i i i, I agree to say that it's super tiring it's super exhausting at the end of the day all i want is my peace and quiet and i don't talk for the rest of the day i i doesn't mean that i go to bed early but i have to just digest everything, all these noises and colors and agitation and actions and interaction that I had with the people during the day has to be just digested. On the other hand, um, I'm also super um, used to the exact, exact opposite, the very quiet places like <clears throat> Japanese temples when you are you specifically go to those places to focus and meditate and relax. So you are kind of out of the world, even in, in the, the down, Tokyo downtown, in the middle of the building, you can find a small temple. And if you enter that temple in the garden, you will hear no noise other than the bird tweeting, which is crazy because it's, it's a 25 million uh, people, town, city, which is absolutely insane. But you you can go to those places and relax. So for me, both um, are good depending on what kind of stimulus I am in need that day. Um, and both help me deal with whatever I am dealing with. Uh, if I'm I'm in search for inspiration, I could go to one of these very noisy and colorful places, but I could also go to a very quiet garden park and just uh, focus on myself, on my inner self, just to find what I, I need to find. Uh, and, and just the last thing, because uh, um, Jan talked about the, the photographer, I, um, <clears throat> something that I, 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 I feel uh, not that I absolutely want to talk about it, about it, but something that I feel it is like the famous freaking sentence: "It's a blessing and a curse." Uh, but I really, really um, agree with that. It can be a, a blessing because it can it can help you create and find inspiration and and spot something that other people wouldn't spot, and so you can make a beautiful picture of something that nobody saw that day, and and you were just at the right time, at the right place, and you so see it and, and do the picture. But when you get that kind of eye, it can also spoil the pleasure of just living because you are over-analyzing everything mm. that you see, that you feel, that you, that you hear. I mean, when I go to the theater, to the cinema with my wife, my kid, or my friend, 
I, it's, it's super hard for me to just focus on the story of the movie because I'm spotting all the details in the costume, in, the, in what people the do, costume, what they the, say. The lighting, the camera angle. Everything, <laughs> just, everything. Yeah. It, everything. It, filming YouTube videos just makes it so, so bad to actually get captivated by a movie because it's just like, oh, they're using a fill light back there. Oh, it's great. How did they achieve that effect? Oh, Yeah. It's yeah, like but one, not, one second away, like standing at the door of the guy, like showing the movie, like knocking the door. Sorry, can you go back like one minute? I, <laughs> I need to see that. <laughs> but not not only that, the 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 theory of uh, of movie, I, I I I had to go through all that um, learning for my PhD thesis about movie, about what is a movie, what represents an object when it's used in a scene, uh, what is a character, what is a character played by a certain actor because he's bringing all the past character with him in the new movie. And that's why Bruce Willis or people like him are constantly making the same movie over and over again because they are a strong guy. They will save the world. So when you have a movie with a guy that needs to save the world, you're picking that kind of actor and, and so on and so on. But knowing all that, all the all the background of, of uh, cinema theory or music theory, painting theory, or photography theory will, for me, at some point, spoil the pleasure that you have to just be there in the moment to uh, see something, discover something, enjoy something. Um, that there, there, there is this famous uh, philosopher, French philosopher, um, who wrote um, a text uh, about a show. He was with a lady uh, in a theater watching a show and the show was about comets and stars and planets. And, and he was trying to understand how they moved in the theater because it was like magic for her. But for him, he had to know how it was made. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And, and it's, it's all that I, I believe that is our mind, like trying to understand, trying to see what's behind the magic. And so sometimes it can just spoil the pleasure of just enjoying the show as a kid. When I'm watching a movie with my son, mm -hmm. the way he watched the movie and the way I watched the movie is completely different than the, the way uh, my wife watched the movie. So we have three, three different ways of watching and, and understanding and enjoying the same, mm. same movie. Right. It's the same story, same thing. But three different pleasure because it is a pleasure but sometimes it's also like oh damn why did i notice these damn details in the next trailer of the movie that i want to see because now i know that that's happening and it's spoiling the the surprise for me and 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 so on and so on but maybe i'm, I'm just no but right this is what i was saying with it's like the more you do it the harder it gets to switch it off to absolutely like functional human thankfully i can still do that with movies like most, almost dog. every single movie I watch, I can purely watch for enjoyment. And then I watch yeah. it a second time to analyze the absolute heck out of it. There are really few movies. I, did, that, I do that the other way around. That, I, yeah. I analyze it <laughs> no, and I, then I watch for pleasure. No, I, I want to watch Weird. it for pleasure first. There's the only thing it's like um, there's some they play with art in their movies a lot. For example, Wes Anderson. Yeah. But for me, part of that, because he tells a story in those, the, he's yeah. he's not trying to get you feeling the story. He makes sure at any certain point that you are watching a story. 
So he's not trying to to make it. How do you say that? Like re ultra realistic for you, because the way he plays with it's like a theater with the aspect ratios, with the colors. He makes you understand that it's more watching a show at a um, theater, like a play, mm. than a movie. So this for this is one of the. the that's why I enjoy them. I enjoy the hell out of those movies because for once the play is awesome. The, the stories are wonderfully weird. And then you've got that cinematography, you've got that color, you've got everything playing like for the senses and everything's just matching. That's why I love those movies. And let's not make that a movie podcast. <laughs> you know, I've kind of tried to pull that into photography, that sort of mm -hmm. movie making thing of not editing. Um, so, shooting the the photograph for the edit mm -hmm. right so not not shooting what i'm seeing but shooting for what i want to do with that yeah mm -hmm. and then pushing that less towards a look and more towards an emotion and that's what i've been kind of pushing lately is sort of this it, around here um it's, it's very wide open and, and it can be very like open and desolate and, and lonely. So if you really say, okay, I want to make a picture that makes the viewer look, feel like it's a lonely place or to connect them with that emotion. Like a single tree on a snowy field. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, I, see, I, I, I missed that movie at the, at the, the, the picture at the auction and I, I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I wanted it for myself only. <laughs> hey, wait. Still have it? Yeah, this, this is actually... Uh, yeah. 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 Damn, that's beautiful. I can't see it. Is it there? Yeah, oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, no, beautiful. that's perfect. Yeah, just only there for 30 minutes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better than looking at this, right? Uh, no, no this, this guy was... Um, I was driving by it 60 miles an hour and ramped the brakes on and took off towards the ditch, you know, mm. a, a little ways back. <laughs> I, I, I've also done that a couple of times, but have you ever sort of done the opposite of you see the sort of perfect picture and you decide not to take it? Yes. I decide to keep my, and I think what Jan was saying, I, there are times when I intentionally turn the camera off, yeah. e e even though I have it, and yeah. just put it away and and then try to refocus. And, and so and then we're going from that hyper-focus that we're talking about and then, you know, trying to open mm. back up to see everything mm. that's, yeah. I, I, but yeah, definitely I do that. Yeah, I find that as an interesting exercise of, uh, changing the fo the aperture of the focus, so to speak. Mm. Instead of really concentrating on this one thing you want to communicate to someone, you just try to see what everything around you tries to communicate to you. Yeah. Ooh, well said. Somebody make a shirt about that right <laughs> yeah, there. Please. Yeah, uh, sorry, that was, that was too deep. Sorry. <laughs> that was good, man. <laughs> I like that yeah. one. You, pr you practice that one, right? Yeah. No. I, no. No, he okay. was reading it. Well, I saw no. it. He was on the telephone. <laughs> I, I can see I have notes open on the side. I can see him deleting it right now. <laughs> I see the little lines going like this. Yeah, it's just going. 
<laughs> taking it wiped out on the screen. Just no, but you are, you are absolutely right, Rasmus, because that's something I learned with um, my son being here um, when when he was a, a just baby. My wife and I used to take thousands of pictures of him every year, and I I, I have a lot of them, uh, and uh, because we didn't want to miss anything. But at some point, we realized that actually taking pictures were um, a bad way of not missing stuff. Because when you are focused on, on just taking a picture or filming something, you're not, you're not in that the moment. moment. Yeah. You're not enjoying the moment. So th- yes, you will have a nice picture, you, you, but you won't have the memory in your head. Yeah. And, and the, the, the remembering it, this, this exact moment years later, will be completely different. Will you remember the picture of you or of you watching your kid um, or the, just, just the souvenir, the memory of you yeah. being with your kid? December traveling. And, yeah. and, 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 yeah. And that day we decided with my, with my wife to uh, slow down on the picture. We only took a few now when we are traveling, but even though we are traveling, we are not filming stuff as we used to do, we are not taking pictures as we used to do because we are in the moment, we are traveling, we are making real memories and not capturing an image of something with, uh, with the camera. It, mm-hmm. It's it's here, it's it's in the head. And and, and so, yeah, uh, agreed, Rasmus. Opening back up is also super important. Yeah. But and it, also, that applies directly to making too, at least in my world, where... You know, you, you, you go so far into, especially when it's a heavy math day and you're going so far down there, there is a point when you have to pull back and, and, and see, wait a minute. You know, a lot of my work will never be seen from, I call it the 10 meter rule. It'll never be seen any closer. It's in physically impossible for someone to see it closer than 10 meters. And once a famous yeah. maker said, if it looks straight, it is straight. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, who the heck would ever yeah, have said exactly. that? It sounds like a moron to me. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the things you do is sort of up there on the ceiling, up in corners, maybe not even in any kind of direct lighting or even eyesight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in my world, it's, it's a lot about what's the light going to be you know how how lit is this thing what is the natural light going to be doing what's the artificial light going to be doing because because you're a lot of that stuff you're playing with shadows Mm -hmm. and um it's very frustrating sometimes when you're working with a designer that is um thinks that they have to splash color off of everything to make it to make it you know beautiful well Mm -hmm. a lot of times some of the pieces that I've made that I'm the most proud of are white. Uh-huh. They're just not a thing on them. And, but boy, you know, when the lights are on it, it, it's just the, the dimension and the depth um, just, just goes crazy and, and does more than, you know, hundred pounds of gold leaf. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the art of knowing when to let simplicity be its own thing. And to perceive all the influences, right? Yeah. So in this case, a lot of it has to do with just light and shadow and texture. I I try to do a lot of that in forging, of trying to keep things as clean and as simple as possible. 
mm. and not i mean it's easy to do a lot of twist and turn and decoration on any kind of object but a lot just to show or to try to show like this is my skill that this is how cleanly i can forge something and then doing that a hundred times and say this is how consistently clean i can forge something mm. yeah. I, I find that to be a lot harder and a lot more challenging than to yeah. go oh there's an open space i need to fill it with something Sure. Yeah, also you have to see if it's um, a, a, a center point or if it's just to complement something. If you're making a dinner plate, yeah. you don't want to take it away. Like you don't want it to take away the um, attraction from the food. You want it to complement it, whatever you put on that plate. Mm -hmm. I think this is like kind of a, the same thing applies there. No, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I think there's a some kind of a saying that basically if you can do simple well, then then you can you have the skill. Mm -hmm. but to um to do simple execute it right and accurately and specifically is um it's rough because you don't you don't have anywhere to hide yep yeah yeah it's called zen art and it took japanese people hundreds of years to develop it and and to make it coherent and 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 reach that level of simplicity and beauty and and balance uh, when it's absolutely not balanced really yeah sometimes i get the feeling with somebody at my work tries to make something square and he slips and puts a dent into it he just says i'm I, I took the organic approach nobody nobody will know <laughs> that's why i like making roses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing to me is you know sometimes i'd love to live in geometry um world obsessive compulsively mm. um but then it's super good for me to go do something that is sort of organic you know and, and sort of there are no rules mm. that's <laughs> i got to do that personally mm. um and get away from the math sometimes is that when you go out and you cover up potholes with Seymour? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I still think that's yeah. maybe one of the most most brilliant videos, little videos you did on. Is it on YouTube still, or was it yeah. YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it's still out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't Instagram; it was YouTube. That's more the question I was trying to ask. But yeah, that, that, that was that was that was good. I was like the the right. That was very much your kind of madness i feel okay i, have, I well, have to check that out because i i think i only know the insta uh, I, I haven't done a youtube in a long time and i i i keep telling myself it's time to, to oh get you're not going the only again. one <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, your, but yeah, your no. one minute videos were spot on because it's wow. it's not only um it's not only the subject that you are you are condensing in in sixty seconds, and you are saying you have you have a problem. Here is how to solve it easily, quickly, and efficiently. Um, the the point of view you you take when you shoot that video were was great. In my in my point of view, you are we are as a viewer right with you in the garage, and it's a it's it's a one to one. A crash course on one specific problem. It's quick, it's effective, it's easy, uh, and, and and it works for everything. So it was great. I miss them. Please do more. 
That's oh, what God. I have to say. <laughs> I no, that, that was a cool concept. Wes Swain um, uh, really had that idea. Um, geek smithing. I don't know if you guys know Wes or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <clears throat> but um, it was his idea. He said, yeah, maybe you should try this. And, and, uh, and it's, I liked it because it's, it's very contained as far as editing goes, because, you know, it's a minute long. Hmm. but but it's parameters you know I, I tend to ramble so you know you, you learn real quick that you can shoot five minutes of video explaining something hmm. now you got to get rid of 80 percent of it hmm. because you're constrained by 60 seconds and that's uh healthy for me so tiktok is the new thing right made for you like oh, one minute videos youtube ten, shorts <laughs> oh youtube yeah, shorts it, yeah yeah that concept now has become YouTube Shorts, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I kind of wanted to see Andy on TikTok. Would have, would have been great. I would have loved that. <laughs> Doing <laughs> dance and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Challenges and trend. And <laughs> I did do one of those reels on Instagram with the you know the thing that the audio that says I'm I made it I made it or I forgot. <sighs> It's some dancey thing, you know, and it's something I, I made it, I made it, I made it. Well, I just put up a bunch of church stuff. <laughs> was like, I don't know. People, I don't know. It didn't go viral. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Last question before we uh, hit the uh, time, Mark. Uh, so uh, for the three of you, uh, Jan, uh, what's the thing that inspires you the most Uh, for making engine or creating making you need to to you want or you need to create something what is the thing you turn yourself to in order to get the inspiration that you need now to make a yeah. community okay talking to guys talking about stuff bouncing off ideas that just always takes it to another level and gives me new ideas but right that's yeah i i i think it's customers that just comes and asks for weird things yeah at the, sure. at the moment like the, the maybe the next four decently sized projects i have coming coming out uh-huh. is all things that customers come to ask for and i have never done before okay do you, you see that in as an inspiration or as a challenge or a learning uh, yes. process yes. all of them okay. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't Because think that's separable <clears throat> no, yeah. I, I mean, um, to me, it's very much fun to tackle challenges, uh-huh. and I I can't not be creative about things. So, so problem solving is really big there for me. Yeah. Just figuring out, okay, here's the constraints, either with dimension or functionality, or budget, and see, okay, what's the best thing I can do within this space. Uh-huh. And what, what's the most interesting thing I would like to make? But then you also have the whole conversations of saying, okay, so like here's three vastly different things I would like to do. Mm-hmm. I know that one of them is within your budget, <laughs> but here you have double possibilities. Now you can actually see what sort of what money would buy you if yeah. I were to do these things. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, which reminds me, I, I need to draw up something for one of those clients, which I've neglected. <laughs> because I moved. Andy, what about you? What's what's the thing you turn yourself to in order to get inspiration? Two things. One would be rent. 
Yeah. <laughs> making very rent. inspirational. Making yeah. rent is very inspirational to me. Um, but secondly, um, being scared, you know, I'm inexpl- inexplicably drawn towards stuff that scares the living daylights out of me. So I'm like a moth to the flame. Can you give us an example of something that scares you and, and motivates may, you? May, I, may I guess that it's sort of the same motivation I had for actually starting dancing? That it it was the most terrifying thing I could imagine in the moment, but also something I've wanted to overcome. Yeah, it's, um, I guess in a way, I'm still that little kid trying to prove I can, you know? Yeah. The, the, you know, I, I think people assume that you get to a certain level, whatever that level may or may not really be. But if they make that assumption that they feel like, you know, you cross this bridge and all of a sudden you're freaking Jimmy Duresta every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Duresta isn't Jimmy Duresta every day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because he doesn't stay there. I mean, that's that's the thing I recognized the first time I laid eyes on the guy five years ago or whatever it was, you go, this dude isn't, he's, he's not, he's going. Mm. And, um, yeah, I guess to me, it's, it's, um, you know, math scares me. You know, I didn't take math in high school, any math. Really? Um, No, I was, that surprised me a lot. I asked, was asked to leave geometry class in high school. I'm I'm not scared. I'm not scared of math. I'm just happy. I'm just scared of what happens when I do math. Exactly. My calculation uh, said that should be safe. This is like the point where everybody should get their safety equipment. <laughs> but I, I, sorry, it feels like you had a story there about so, yeah. getting to, told to leave geometry class. Well, they decided it was a good idea to put the geometry class in the biology lab. It's um, never a good idea to, to, to put any class in the, in, in, the in the lab. You know what they have the there, right? Yeah, yeah. They have I mean, Bunsen burners. You guys know what those are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a what fun... What did you do? Fun, uh, oh. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Same. What did, well, you, you said something about statue limitation earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you take it, you you take that and well, I, I know what I have done in, in chemistry class. Uh, but yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Red, no, did you answer? Uh, no, I, I I didn't, but because I, I don't really have an answer about that. That's why I asked the question. Um, I wanted to know what what's yours. Uh, I get, you have all valid answers. Like uh, rent is a perfectly good answer. You have to pay for the bills. Same thing when when a customer asks you for something. Um, it, it, but just the wheel of doing something or. I don't know. I was thinking simple answers like movies, video games, or music that gives me the inspiration of keep keep going in my work every day when I have to make a rent or uh, answer the customer uh, request or everything. But I don't have any answer. I, I I try not to think too much about what inspires me and and just do the work I need to do uh, most of the time. Um, 
but 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 sometimes yeah i struggle uh, i struggle because i'm getting lazy or i'm t- tired or i don't have the time uh and and those days uh i don't remember who, who uh, between you, you, the three of you said it but you just do it and and by doing it it comes it it it, it came come to you and and you find what you needed to find in order to to do a good job hopefully so yeah yeah there's no substitute for just doing the work. Absolutely. It's, it's not a popular thing, but that, that's what it's about. You know, it's, yeah. it's about learning a skill and then, and then honing, honing the skill. Yeah. It's sort of the quickest way to becoming an overnight success is to work your butt off for at least a decade. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> how, how are you on time now, Andy? Do you, you want to spit I, out your f- focus and then run off, or I, I do need to head off to the old folks' home, so I've got some <laughs> obligations over there. You need someone I to need break. To... You need to break some, someone out <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a focus, Andy? Something you want to to put the spotlight on this week? I would like to focus on Carl and her oh, new garden. Yeah. Uh, nice. Cabin. Okay, now I need to sip some something new. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I had the same one. Damn it. Yeah, I'm just okay. so happy for her. It's, yeah. It yeah. seems yeah. like such a great place, and um, I don't know of anybody who has the talent and the talk about doing the work. There's somebody yeah. that does the work in a quiet yeah. way and just crushes it, and yeah. just mad respect. I I, Same here. I know she's not that kind of person, but if she just had the time to do whatever the fuck she wanted and the material cost was not a consequence, I would love to see what kind of madness she would come up with that property. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That yeah. So, Caro, if you're listening, uh, consider this a gentle nudge into madness or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I second that one. May I go next? Because I have two that I think Berkey will really find interesting. Do it. First one is uh, the volcano that burns blue. Ooh, snap. What, what uh, BBC, is this? That's a video on BBC Earth Lab, and it's a volcano mixed with a lot of sulfur. So it's a oh. sulfur mine on top of a volcano. And sometimes the sulfur catches fire. Nice. Ooh, and it's the most trippy things I have seen in a long while. Very cool. Blue volcano. That sounds really Second to that, it's the whistling water jugs of the Incas. The what? Yeah. <sighs> so actually, if Berkey have the time, it's a I think it's literally a minute long video. I would like to post it and I would like him to listen to it and maybe red can actually splice it into the audio so people can give it a little listen as well because this is really trippy stuff it's some kind of traditional inca thing where they have made water jugs and by tipping them they are moving air through chambers and it's making sounds oh man so they're not blowing into them no no that's the beauty of it (laughs) 
yeah, you're gonna laugh at me, but I had one when I was a kid. You did? Yeah, I had one of those where you put water, when you put the water, you pour the water, it, uh. it sings, it whistles, it makes a sound. And I yeah. was like probably four or five. And, wow. and, and some, someone probably uh, broke it because it disappeared. Oh. And, and it was amazing. <laughs> just imagine doing that with every single bottle and just hide it in, in your kitchen just to drive people insane when they're using this <laughs> stuff and everything just not making weird noises. <laughs> you want another glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but are we able to take the sound of that and splice it into this? Uh, we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. cool. Nice. yeah. Did you listen to I'm... it now, Andy? Or because if you can, I would just love to hear your reaction to it. Uh... Oh boy. That's unbelievable. Yeah. No. He's playing them too. I mean, yeah, yeah, by sort of tilting them back and forth and shaking it a little bit and all that, he can make it sound differently. That's unbelievable. I, I, I've watched the video a lot of times to, to see if I can glean some insight into how it's made. And my best guess is that it's just multiple parts stuck together. But that's it. That's basically it. Whoa, that's mind blowing. Yeah, I thought you would like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I can go with mine now, because <laughs> yes, yes, please do. <laughs> uh, I was I was about to talk about Carol and his and her garden, and so it was great. But now that you mentioned, <laughs> mentioned it, I had to find something else. And now that Raz uh, mentioned the uh, Inca. The jar. I stumbled upon a video a few weeks ago, which is called "The Assassin's Teapot Is Weird" on YouTube. It's made oh, by yeah. Steve Mould, um, and it, it's it's close to the um, Inca jars, uh, whistling, uh, chan uh, chanting uh, Inca jars. But it's a totally different purpose because that's basically a teapot where you can uh, put uh, tea and pour tea to uh, your guests, but there is a secret compartment inside the teapot where you can put poison and then kill one of your guests, the guest of your choice, which is absolutely insane. It's great. Uh, and it's I believe it's very close to the, was it Archimedes? Archimede, uh, the guy, the old Greek uh, yes. guy. Archimedes, Archimedes was both of those. Old that, and Greek. That made a, um, a cup uh, where uh, he was saying uh, to his student, don't pour, don't drink too much. So if you uh, oh, take the, the so glass... Yeah, if, if it's half full, you can, you can drink it, no problem. If you go over a certain limit, the older wine will empty itself uh, from the glass and fall on the floor. On, on the floor. Oh. So it's just like the, yeah, you have to, it's it's a teaching glass, it's a teaching glass uh, in order to just, yeah, keep your 
people from That's not cool. Clicking, I I don't remember where I, I've 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 seen it. I will try to find the link again because it's it's very interesting. It's the same concept of having uh, different compartments in the same glass or teapot or whatever. So that's a cool video. We'll put the link in the thing. Yes. Yeah. Nice. You're done. Um, so obviously it's not Caro, and uh, thankfully I always prepare more of them. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about Caro. The other thing I've been watching lately that's been uh, just really entertaining is uh, the guy is called North of the Border, and mm -hmm. he makes yeah, yeah. nerdy stuff out of clay. Mm -hmm. So um, really enjoyable to watch. There's no big aha moment, but he's just really talented. He explains it. He has great humor, like a nice dry humor. And um, yeah, just just love how how he put how he puts his stuff together. And I hope I didn't put a focus on him before, but I don't. You, did, you already did, but it doesn't matter because he's, oh, he's already a did. cool dude. And yeah, you already uh, did. See, That's okay. I, I was just like while I was saying it, I was thinking like, and I think I already. Well, in that case, it's Carol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, <Okay>. Andy. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I, I just tossed in the link to the Blue Volcano video thing. Yeah, if you want to do that. Cool. Um, Fantastic. Should we let um, Andy go? Yeah. Yeah, I should go, guys. I hate yeah. to break up Andy, the party, but thank you so just, much. Yeah, thank you. Tell where they can stalk you in an exactly. appropriate manner. Where, where, where can we find you? Uh, probably the best way right now is uh, on Instagram, Andy underscore Berkey. B-I-R-K-E-Y. And um, don't come for the woodworking or anything else. Just if you want to just hang out, check it out. Cool. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can find the podcast at two-thirds focused if you spell it out in all the appropriate ways. Uh, and you can find us at in appropriate places on the internet as well, but if you dare to. But you can find me at Rasmus Lewin <laughs> and lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at theredsmith.com or redsmith or the redsmith everywhere on the socials. The unappropriate podcast and the appropriate channels? No. <laughs> you can find me under nerdinventor.com or nerdinventor on YouTube and Insta. All right, cats. Thank you very much. I appreciate thank you. this very much. I've had uh, just a bunch of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Same here. Thank you very much for coming yeah. on. Thank and we love you. On. And now you can go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, you, see you, cats. Yeah, Good bye. luck. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. Good night. Exactly. Bye.